0: We have.
1: Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm the founder of Monty Compost Co. Um, So basically we've developed a hardware and software solution for composting. Monty Monitor is like an IoT device that you stick into your your household compost. And it just pairs with our mobile app, which tells you how to keep your compost healthy, how to make it more engaging, more exciting. And really, yeah, just bringing a lot of exciting digital modern technologies to kind of the traditional area of composting. Um, It's a really, compost is a really incredible solution to climate change and a lot of environmental impacts can be mitigated of human activity, can be mitigated through composting. So it's really exciting being able to produce a technology that's kind of going to help more and more people do it. And I guess that's what we're trying to do with Monty Compost Co.
0: Making composting exciting. If that's not your tagline. I mean,
1: as if it isn't already exciting enough. If
0: that's not your tagline, it should be your tagline.
1: I mean, well, we tried making compost sexy, but then people just got a bit grossed out by that. (laughs) So, we kind of just like axed it.
0: So, welcome to Day One is a podcast that we interview founders, and we would go back to Day One to talk about their story and go how they got started and how they built their companies. This isn't that this the series that we're doing right now, but you know, I'm just curious, and I'd love to do a story on Monty Compost. We can't go too far into that story today, but just out of curiosity where does the name come from monty compost
1: Uh, so um i didn't actually come up with that that was um a design agency that we worked with so it comes from monitor so monty Uh, monitor um i would come into to the studio and i would be like geeking out on composting and i'd be like yeah so we're monitoring the total volatile organic compounds and like really getting nerdy about it and they're like we need to make this a little more accessible to the average person. Um, so it's kind of going with that whole like Alexa, Siri, smart home type vibe, I guess. Um, and that's kind of really what we're trying to do is making composting very accessible, very fun. You know, like, hey, Monty, how's my compost kind of thing.
0: So you've studied Bachelor of Computer Science and also Management Information Systems. I'm, I'm imagining that's the part that following that path got you here
1: kind of technically my degree was IT and business management, but I did a few majors in there. I actually didn't really know much about composting when I first started. I was I've always been like really environmental since like God, I joined my first environmental club when I was like in primary school. but I didn't actually know anything about composting until like 2018, right. which is when I just came across it in this random book that I was reading. And i just got obsessed with it but my degree like my two university degrees definitely helped with i suppose the business and product execution skills that were required you know they helped me kind of understand what i needed to do and create in order to make it happen if that makes sense
0: yeah well i mean that's why i kind of i brought up the university degree because i Wanted to understand like, yeah, how, how did you arrive at composting as, <laughs> a, as a business? Like what was so interesting about it to you? And, and you, you've kind of filled us in a bit there with the background in your passion for the environment starting in primary school. So that's definitely what it was like. That's where it all started.
1: Yeah, so basically this book I read, I was, um, so 2018 was my last year in uni and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I had done so many different types of work experience, like I'd done programming and then project management and, you know, everything in between and I still had no idea what I wanted to do but I knew that it kind of had to be something around the environment and, you know, climate change impact solutions. And so I was reading about um, the problems that our agricultural systems face, and they're absolutely huge. Like for example, artificial fertilizer shortages, soil degradation, and then obviously the impact of carbon in the atmosphere. And then one of the solutions that was recommended was compost, like composting food waste into this natural fertilizer that can store carbon, that can replenish nutrients, replace artificial fertilizers. Wow. I think it was actually my background in environmental action that really stuck this with me because I had never heard about compost. You know, we always hear about electric cars and solar panels and, you know, protesting all the fossil fuel industry. But I would literally never in like almost 15 years of activism heard anyone talk about the potential that compost has. And so I think as well from kind of a business perspective, I was starting to get into, into startups, doing these new projects, exploring opportunities. And there are very few opportunities out there in the business world as big as managing organic waste. Like mm. there are three billion tons of organic waste out there that could be processed into something valuable. And I think from a commercial perspective, that stuck with me as well. I'm like, there's something there. There's something that can be done there that's not currently being done. Yeah, did that kind of answer your question, that rambling?
0: Uh, I don't remember what my question was, but <laughs> that was amazing. You, you clearly are passionate about what you're doing, and that's very important. Back in 2018, so that's when you started, and you've studied at UQ, so that's that's where the kind of UQ Ventures Connection is. Yeah. How helpful were they in, in getting started down this path?
1: Indescribably. Like, I, no one in my family's ever started a business. It Like, before... I got into so UQ Ventures is basically like this, they've got a whole host of different startup related programs, like work exchanges with startups or like just seminars and workshops and things like that. And it's all offered free to UQ students, but I didn't know anything about it before 2018. And I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship, to be honest, either. Like I one in my family's ever started a business, it never crossed my mind in my entire life. That i would start a business i've always just been you know nine to five kind of job that's what i was going to do that's what i thought i was made for um mm. but then i guess doing all these other work experiences and finding how incompatible i was personally with them i think really helped i suppose steer me towards exploring new opportunities um and that kind of put me into the uq ventures space oh. i just heard about it from someone and i went literally from my first session in one of the you know series on intro to startup or like startups 101 whatever it's called literally from that first session i was like this is the space i want to be in mm. and that was yeah in 2018 in my last year of of uni when I was you know meant to be finding a grad program at the at at like one of the big four consultancy firms that's what my degree said I should be doing but instead I was going to these startup workshops and doing all these horrible unpaid internships (laughs) um and so I think that that's really what drew me into the space and I've just I've never been able to connect with anything any other kind of Role that I've been part of, like I have with with a startup, but yeah. And then, like I said, I just read that book on composting, and the two kind of meshed, and then everything worked out and kicked off in 2019. And now I've got a composter. Start-
0: <laughs> that is awesome.
1: <laughs> wouldn't have wouldn't have guessed it. Wouldn't like if I if my high school self asked me, oh, what are you what are you going to be doing when you're 25? <laughs> they would not have thought compost startup <laughs> at all.
0: What, what's been the biggest kind of lesson that you've learned so far
1: oh my god there's so many you're gonna to have to narrow it down there's just oh i'm trying to think like from specifically startups
0: yeah yeah like well, what's been either mentally or, or even technically what's been something that could have broke you that you've overcome
1: i think what i've realized is you have to be so and i i, I suppose this is a generalization um but I do truly believe that there. I've seen so many people burn out or just give up on what they're doing. And it hasn't been necessarily because it's failed or because it's been a bad idea. I think I've realized that if you're not passionate, and it's such an overused word, but if you're not just so driven and passionate and aligned with the purpose of your startup, then I just think that most people don't have the stamina to keep it going. There have been so many times that I've been like, this is too much work, this is too much stress. Like it's literally physically just drained me so much sometimes the pressure and the stress. And I know that if I didn't know that action on climate change was my life purpose, I probably wouldn't be able to keep going. Obviously it depends and that's a bit of a generalization but for me it's it's been the fact that you know i i am working on something 24 7 that is so alive i've got nowhere else to go (laughs) like like this is it for me and it's like even when it's draining and even when it's exhausting i'm still you know fulfilling that life purpose and passion and and that is what helps me get through it as opposed to you know just doing a startup for I hate to say it, but like the fame and fortune, which is kind of what it's become, you know? I think there's a lot of um, theatrics and media now around startups that make it like, oh, it's the cool thing to do. Um, Oh, awesome, edgy billionaires. (laughs) But I think at the end of the day, to me, a startup is, it's always just gonna be so hard and so much work and so much stress and so much pressure. Mm. And it's gonna be really hard to get through all that unless you're doing it for a reason beyond those two things.
0: Yeah, talking about how hard the journey is, like aside from UQ Ventures, who else have, people or organizations that, that have been around you that you could lean on for support?
1: Um. Well, UQ Ventures, like for one, they are unbelievably helpful. Like they have so they've, and they've continued to help me throughout my journey. So I got some funding initially from them. And then I also did one of their accelerator programs, but that was in like mid 2019 that I finished that up. And ever since then, two years on they've still been supporting, making connections, always there for help. So shout out to UQ Ventures. They're an incredible program and the people running it have done so well. And I've definitely found that throughout my journey, these sorts of hubs, I guess, where you have lots of people in startups who I guess know the struggle, they're much more willing to help out because they know that they wouldn't have made it there unless that without the people who've helped them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of a really strong attitude throughout the startup ecosystem in general. It's just like everyone's helping everyone rather than, you know, maybe corporate environments where it's a little bit dog-eat-dog. So many people have gotten help in running a startup or working at a startup that they know that they want to help other people and keep that going. The other, I suppose, the second big place specifically that we've got help, um, one of our investors, ACAC Innovation, um, they're a family office based in Brisbane, and they've invested in like over 30 really early stage startups. They've got a co-working space in Brisbane um, that any of their portfolio companies can work at. And having this co-working space, the mentors and investors just upstairs has been an unbelievable support throughout this early stage of growing the company it's kind of helped us avoid mostly some of the really stupid mistakes
0: since 2018 to now what are some of the biggest gaps you've observed
1: the biggest gaps yeah
0: like what are some areas that we could improve on as a as a community
1: I think people need to be more humble. Like I do, (laughs) I think that we're not too bad in Brisbane and maybe that's just by merit of, you know, the Brizzy culture. Mm. But I think something that really just bugs me about the startup ecosystem is kind of the egos attached to it. And it's definitely not everyone, but I think a small percentage of um, the people and companies in the space that have, either done really well or have really just gotten a lot of attention, Um, they tend to just project a lot of ego and arrogance and that kind of starts to rub off on other people and it makes the day-to-day life of a startup seem different to what it is, you know, like the big events and stuff and the TEDx talks and the panels and the $10 million raises All of those things are great to hear about on the news and things like that. But at the end of the day, most of your time running a startup or being part of the startup ecosystem is just working really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, we never really see all the the shit stuff. And I would know shit. I work at a compost company. (laughs) Like no one ever really talks about the really hard stuff behind startups. Everyone wants to gas up all the big accomplishments and so I think kind of reminding ourselves and being really honest with ourselves about the challenges that are faced not just the wins but also all the losses and all the journey in itself I think that would be really helpful in I suppose just making a more positive community and and making it feel less competitive making it more supportive bringing in people who may not be um, who may feel a bit off put by the egos in the community um like I, like i said it's definitely not as bad here as say in some like for example america where you've got that really hyper competitive startup culture mm. but i think that that's one area that we could just make sure that we're we're keeping an eye on and that everyone is supporting everyone and that, you know, we're not just trying to out-compete, I guess, in the business wins. Yeah. If that makes sense? Yeah.
0: Maybe drawing on some of those, you know, the hard slog that is startup life, either what would you tell yourself back in 2018 or what would you tell a brand new founder or entrepreneur that came to you tomorrow? What one piece of advice would you give them? Don't do that.
1: No. <laughs> Not don't do it. Don't um, do it. <laughs> don't do it unless it's important enough. Mm. I don't have any regrets. I'm I think like sometimes my mind is like, I wish I was just living on a abandoned, isolated island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean with no responsibilities or internet or emails. Sometimes that goes through my head, occasionally, but I think what always kind of draws me back to to doing it is the fact that what we're working on is, it's one of the few areas in the world where there just isn't a lot of innovation happening. You know, there isn't that much going on in organic waste recycling as there needs to be. And what we're doing is really quite a world first. So as hard as it is, <laughs> If I told my 18 year old, no, my 18, if I told my 2018 self how hard it was without, if I just told all about the, the difficulties, none of the rewards, I don't think I would have done it. Mm. But the reasons for doing it, for me, they're important enough. So I would say to someone, just be sure that what you're doing is something that can get you through, you know, your darkest days. And I think as well, you know, it's a tough one. There are so many things I want to tell. I want to tell twenty eighteen mate. I'll stick with just that one. I'll stick with just that. Make don't do it for the right reasons. I think
0: the last question isn't really a question. Keeping in mind that this is going to be a a documentary that tells the the entire history of this Australian startup ecosystem, and b an interview series where we want we want other founders, we want investors, policymakers academics all sorts of people from the startup ecosystem to hear these stories keeping in mind that they're the audience what would you want to tell them what's top of mind for you like what's, what's something a conversation that we need to be having in this space maybe that we aren't having
1: hmm. there, there's something that should be so incredible about a startup I feel like that the word startup and all it's Various, you know, similar words like innovation and entrepreneurialism and all of that. I think startups have something really magical about them that's been probably a little bit overused. You know, when you call a bank innovative, that's that's probably not the, the right application of it. There is something truly so incredible about, you know, a group of, you know, one, two, three people just getting in a room and coming up with an incredible solution to something that's never been done that's you know really wouldn't be able to be accomplished by some behemoth company that i think is just so unique Mm. and what we're start compared to you know the earlier days of of particularly technology startups like in the 80s and 90s, when they were doing just such cool, incredible things with this technology, you know, really solving big problems. I feel like so many startups I see now, they're just like, oh, whether Uber for this, whether Airbnb for this. They're not really trying to do something unique and innovative, they're just trying to make money or get more market share or something like that. We're facing so many huge global problems that are gonna have like ridiculously horrific ramifications like climate change is gonna kill and displace millions of people. And we're gonna see that in our lifetime. Just looking at the pandemic crisis and all the fallout from that, whether it's social or, you know, economic, these are big problems and so I think that to all the people in the startup community, we have something really incredible in you know, our agility, in our creativity, in our intelligence, and in solving these big problems. Don't get caught up in whatever just the latest trend is to make money and get the highest valuation. I think we should be using the magic of startups to, to make things that are magical, not just make money